Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry-leading podcasts? If you own a business, my guess is you do. So picture this. You, a dynamic executive, effortlessly connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top-of-funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is the game changer you've been waiting for, and PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Head over to PodcastAlly.com now and let them know that Pretty OK sent you. Your brand deserves to shine, and they're ready to make it happen. podcast. Hopefully you got to enjoy a day off on Monday and you're easing back into the short work week. I have been knee deep in holiday shit for Glitter Guide and working on the first quarter of 2020, which is so freaking crazy to me. I wanted to just say a quick thanks for your feedback on last week's episode about networking tips for introverts. Turns out we are all hate socializing and want to hyperventilate in a room full of strangers. So solidarity, my friends. Glad to know there are so many of us out there and that if all else fails, we can just communicate via social media from the safety of our own beds. (laughs) Also, just a quick housekeeping note. Uh, Vanessa Wade, who was on about a month ago and sat on the floor with me here in my son's bedroom, and recorded this, her episode, while incredibly pregnant. Uh, She had her baby on Monday, and she's doing so great. So, shout out to Vanessa and her family. And another shout out, uh, because apparently that's, that's my gig now, is to my friends Meryl and Tim. We had a photo shoot last week for Glitter Guide for a brand that we're working with. Rented a studio space borrowed a Christmas tree, decorated it, you know, looked beautiful. All the models showed up looking gorgeous. And then 10 minutes in, I was like, I have a funny feeling. And sure enough, my photographer was not going to show up. She was, I don't know. So we're all standing there and I'm panicking. And Meryl called Tim, her husband, who's an incredible photographer. They both are actually. And Tim came down and saved the day. So Thank you to both of them for your friendship and just for helping out and being some of my favorite humans ever. (laughs) The inspiration for this week's episode actually came from an encounter that I had this week with a incredibly unprofessional chick. And before you ask, no, I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to spill any tea. This tea is staying firmly in its cup. But it got me thinking about unprofessional habits and how they can really hurt your business. Some of the best, most creative people I know could honestly have way more successful businesses, but their bad habits are holding them back from reaching their fullest potential. And I don't want that to happen to you. We all have them. Habits, big and small, whatever it is, you know, biting our nails, grinding our teeth, or even something a little more serious. But... What about your business habits? 
Are you doing anything that could be deemed unprofessional by those that you're interacting with? I know you're probably thinking, no, I'm super professional 100% of the time. And yes, most of us know the obvious things to avoid. Don't be rude to your clients. Don't show up drunk. Hopefully we all get that. But there are a number of smaller habits that might seem okay or you might not even be aware of that are actually harming your reputation. So let's go through some of the worst, most unprofessional habits that could be detrimental to your business growth. The first one, and one that I think is the most common, is not responding to inbound contact requests. And I get it. There are a thousand different outlets that business owners have to be active on these days, which in turn means a lot more influx of contacts. So whether it be email, social media accounts, you know, a customer service inquiry or whatever, you're responsible for responding to each and every one because honestly, it's just rude not to. It just makes you look better if you don't ignore it. Because while, you know, I personally believe that no answer is your answer, it doesn't apply to running your business. And I don't say that because I like to ghost people. (laughs) I just say it because like if I don't get an answer back, typically I'm like, okay, yeah, that's my answer. But that doesn't mean I feel good about it. Someone has taken the time to reach out to you with a concern or request. It's your professional responsibility to respond, even if the answer is a polite no thank you. If you're someone who's not so keen on the admin side of things, I recommend setting aside a specific hour or two each week just to respond to inquiries. Not only is it a good way to manage your time, remember, batching, it's our best friend, (laughs) but it helps curb a bad habit and replace it with a good one. Even if you're going to decline their request or you're not interested in continuing the conversation, a polite response will leave a better taste in their mouth rather than just ghosting them. And, you know, you never know. You don't want to burn that bridge because later down the line, you might want to end up working with them or your situation might change and you know, you never know what's going to happen. So don't burn the bridges just by being silent. Now, you know, there are obvious exceptions to these contact requests that seem spammy or a mass email. It doesn't need a response. You can hit delete on those without feeling bad. Also goes for social media requests. If you get a DM from someone who clearly didn't bother to craft an original message and just sent you a a templated DM that they probably sent to about 500 other brands, delete it. But whenever you get a request that came from a real person who took time to reach out to you specifically, you need to respond, even if you aren't interested. You can create kind of a blanket templated response for these so you don't get flustered and feel like you need to explain yourself. Uh, It can be something as simple as, thanks so much for your email and for thinking of me. Unfortunately, at this time, it's not going to be a good fit for us, but I'll definitely reach out if the situation changes. Simple, to the point, and doesn't leave it open-ended for them to try to haggle. Be direct, kind, and professional. The next bad habit is not having a set process in place. If you listen to my episode with uh, Taylor from Glitter Guide a couple weeks ago, we talked about how crucial systems have been to the overall success of the brand. And I stand by this because being flighty and fly by the seat of your pants 
isn't endearing, it's distracting. You're not acting like a manic pixie dream girl, free spirit creative. You're acting like an unprofessional business owner. When you're meeting with a potential client or, you know, a partnership, you should have a plan of action in place complete with deliverables. Showing up to a meeting unprepared is a lack of respect for the other person's time, and it's pretty blatantly rude. As a general human rule, (laughs) people like to know what the plan is. It's rare that you'll find a client or a business contact who's just fine with trusting you and being in the dark the whole process. People want to know the what, why, and how of your collaboration. If you're working with a new client, nothing is more impressive than showing up 100% prepared. They've already expressed interest in working with you because of your creative skills, but now take it to the next level by being prepared professionally. It would also totally blow to have a new potential client who's super stoked to meet you after following you for a long time on social media, only to be disappointed with the quote-unquote real-life version of you just because you're flaky or unprepared. Don't be flaky. If I could stress one bad habit to break ASAP, it would be this one. It's such a turnoff to customers and followers. Arrive on time to meetings, follow up on emails quickly, and do everything you promise to do in order to get them to sign the contract. I always say it's best to underpromise and overdeliver. Don't overpromise and then underdeliver. You look unprofessional and flighty, which it, honestly, it's going to cloud over any positive attributes that you have in their eyes. So don't let your creative genius get overshadowed by your less than stellar professional habits. Bad habit number three is being tethered to your electronic devices. It's okay. I'm addicted to my smartphone too, <laughs> but you need to know when to put the device down. For the sake of your career, I urge you to take this one seriously. The issue for most millennials, I know, I know, don't hate me for saying that. I swear I'm not a boomer. But it's true that the line between reality and digital is blurred. In fact, they're pretty much one and the same these days. So it can be difficult to disconnect. But Instagram can wait until after your meeting. Keep the phone in your bag unless you actually need it for the conversation. We're so used to having a conversation with the top of someone's head whenever we're with them that honestly, the lack of a phone might actually shock and impress whoever you're with. Put your phone on airplane mode when you're in the middle of a business meeting or a coffee date, whatever it is. This is going to benefit you in two ways. One, you'll show maturity and professionalism by not being permanently attached at the thumbs to your phone. (laughs) And two, it'll make the person you're with feel like you're truly giving them your undivided attention. Uh, Remember last week we talked about focus charisma. Do you think Oprah would have her phone out and checking Instagram notifications in an important business meeting? I mean, she probably has people for that, but besides the point, she wouldn't do it. Neither should you. So keep your phone put away. Engage in some real face-to-face interaction and everybody will be happy. Number four is refusing to hop on the phone for a business call. Again, I get it. Our generation isn't fond of talking on the phone and would prefer to text or email. But in business, sometimes it's necessary for real human communication. 
Certain things just get sorted out quicker over the phone or in person rather than over email. So put your big girl pants on and get over your fear of talking on the phone. And now this is kind of a twofold one for me because as much as I think it's important to be able to hop on the phone for the sake of business, there are plenty of people who take this to the extreme and want to have a phone call for every fucking thing. And that drives me bonkers because it's a time suck. My general rule is if it can be said in an email and doesn't require further explanation, it doesn't need a phone call. Some people are definitely more comfortable talking on the phone than others, so don't let that hold you back from taking the call. But you also don't need to feel bad for telling someone, I would love to chat, but right now my schedule is hectic. Would we be able to chat this out via email for the sake of time and scheduling? But I don't recommend doing this for, say, an initial kickoff call with a new client. If it's part of your process or, you know, your client requests it, don't skip it. Just because you hate talking on the phone or you're feeling slammed with work, you got to follow through. Set up the relationship for success and then tell them not to fucking call you anymore. Just kidding. Don't do that. (laughs) Okay. And my last unprofessional business habit that we're going to break. Gossiping about other ladies in the industry. And this is a biggie. Not only does it make you look super unprofessional to your client or partnership, collaboration, whatever, but it just kind of leaves a bad taste in their mouth. As a successful, confident business owner, you don't need to be concerned with the doings of others. It makes you look, at its core, lacking in self-confidence, like you're having to put other women down to build yourself up. Nothing screams confidence and maturity more than a woman who's a champion for other women, even if they're your quote-unquote competition. And plus, let's be real, no matter how much you try to keep it on lock, shit makes it through the grapevine. People hear things. And it's like we talked about earlier, don't burn bridges that you might want to use later on. You don't want to get a reputation as someone who talks shit about people behind their backs. And don't get me wrong, because I love talking shit. I am here for all the tea. But I won't say anything behind anyone's back that I haven't said to their face. There's a difference between being honest and being shady. Don't be a shady lady. Focus on your own success and keep all the water cooler shit out of business. I feel like a lot of people like to use gossip as almost like a bonding thing. Like, hey, let's talk shit about this person that we both have in common. But in the long run, it's not going to be helpful for you. It's going to be, it's going to do more harm than good. So lock it up, stay supportive, or just, you know, start a podcast and then talk shit. Just kidding. Okay, so it's fairly easy to slip into any of these bad habits, you know, when you're dealing with business. But I urge you to pay attention to your demeanor, your actions, and your attitude And do everything that you can to portray the confident professional badass that you really are. Don't do anything to fuck up your own success. You've got this, okay? You could be the most genius, creative person in the world, but if you're unprofessional, you're never going to reach your fullest potential. So cut the bad habits, nip it in the bud, and help yourself grow. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to this week's mini-sode. 
As always, since I'm still new, it'd be awesome if you left a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed, send me your firstborn child, all that jazz. (laughs) All right, everyone, have a wonderful week. Bye. (laughs) 